Gitin Yudzayin Abed Aleph, take a stand, be accountable. When I was in yeshiva, the Mashkiach at Kfar Chassidim, Reb Dovi I only died a few years ago, a very old man. He was a young man at the time. And uh, he asked me once, are you going to be in the davening tomorrow morning? I said, it's Hashem. And he said, no, no, no. He said, Hashem rotzeh. Hashem wants you to be there. It's not if God wants you to be there. God wants you to be there. Are you going to be there? Um, and what that taught me also, among other things, is how quick we are to cover our backs. Are you going to be there? That means uh, if I'm not there, then it wasn't destined that I would be there. Uh, with our opinions. We, we preface our opinions with I think. So then nobody can challenge you. That's what you think. Uh, you, 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 don't, you don't stick your neck out and take a position. Uh, and what we're going to see in today's Gemara is how important taking a position is for credibility. If you don't take a position, if you've covered your back and you've got out options, then you don't really have credibility. What is the value of what you're saying if you've, if you've, if you've covered your back so that you're not really committed to what you're saying? You haven't put a stake in the ground and said, this is, this is my opinion. The, um, it, it, it's interesting. In the, in the Matmonim, we each day or virtually every day, we learn a principle of life and leadership uh, which is valuable in and of itself. But, but equally important, or perhaps more important, is extrapolating it from the Gemara. So firstly, these ideas then are not just fads that people are saying, whether they're my thoughts or opinions or somebody else's. These are things that come from Torah's Moshe. So we can, we can relate to them and use them with a different level of confidence and trust. Uh, and secondly, it gives us an understanding of the Gemara. Two people just very recently said to me, one's a Talmud Chochem and one's a woman who's, uh, who hasn't learned previously at all and, and both are followers of the Matmonim, how the most exciting for them, to, for the, for them is to realize this is all in the Gemara. This is all in the, in, in the Gemara. We, we often don't think of the Gemara that. Everything you have to know for life and leadership is in the Gemara. And if it's in the Gemara, you know that it's right, it's true, it, it's practical. If it's not in the Gemara, the chances are it's not. If, uh, certainly if it's against the Gemara, then certainly the, the chances are it's not. And you see how in every area, both in science and in, the, and in the human sciences, there are these ideas and these thoughts that become fads and everybody's talking about them. And a few years later, they're no longer the fad. People are talking about different things. Uh, they're different gurus of different subjects and areas, and then their area becomes irrelevant if they don't, if they don't reinvent themselves. In Torah, we don't have that luxury of saying, well, this was, the, this was the idea last year or five years ago. Now we think differently. We don't think differently in Torah. The principles are all the same. We'll apply them to situations differently and to see that that's all in the Gemara. And learning it out of the Gemara is true Talmud Torah because Torah is, is lil modam nat lasso, to take things from the Torah that enhance your life. Uh, and, and leadership is something we're all involved in all the time because leadership I define as the capacity to inspire another person to change or to improve their opinions, their attitudes, their thoughts, or their actions. Um, and, and to do that, that, that's what leadership is. You're actually inspiring somebody else to do something or think or feel differently. Uh, to, to, to do that, one needs capacities, one needs tools, and the tools are all in the Gemara. And, and the tool we learn about today is this idea of be, be willing to stick your neck out. If you're not willing to stick your neck out, keep quiet. There's no point to say if it's a, If you're not sure of what you're saying, why say it? To, uh, to understand these principles, we've got to understand the idea of a dutsha taya chol hazima. 
When a person gives evidence in Beisdin, it has to be evidence of the nature that Hazama can take place. What is Hazama? Hazama is one of the two ways that you can delegitimize a witness. Uh, witnesses say A killed B. Another two witnesses say, come along and say it wasn't A who killed B, we saw it was X who killed B. So, well, you've delegitimized the first witnesses, but you haven't proved them false. You've got two against two. Who knows who's right? The other way is Hazama. Hazama is two witnesses come along and they say to these two witnesses, we don't know whether A killed B. What we do know is that on the day that you say A killed B and you say you were there in Las Vegas that day that A killed B, you were with us at the Kotel in Yerushalayim that day. So that, that you are lying, that we know for sure. Whether A killed B or not, we don't. That's Hazama. That's the ultimate form of discrediting a witness. Uh, let's, let's have a look at it and then we'll see what... Of course, we're going to go into this much more deeply when we get to Sanhedrin and to Marcus later on, but we have to address it each, each day. We're learning new ideas in Gemara and new ideas in Halakha. So we've got the Psukim in Pasha Shoftim, that if a person gives evidence, two people have to give up and give the evidence before the Beisdin, and the judges have to, have to analyze it very carefully and cross-examine it. Um, and if one of them is telling a lie, the punishment for an Eid Zomem, if, an, if a witness is proved such a liar, that he, the, the, the way we've just described, he gets the punishment he was trying to bring to the first person. We don't even know if the first person committed the crime or not. That's not the issue. What the issue is, is you as the witness, implicate, you tried to get somebody executed, or you tried to get somebody... Uh, to, to get Malchus, to, to, to get, to, to get uh, whipped in the based in. You, you did something to cause another person to be punished. That punishment that you planned to cause the other, you yourself will get. That's in the Torah in Pasha Shofti. How does it work? So the, the mission says in Malchus, Hamru lahem, elchatem meidim shariatem hayitem imanu oto hayom b'mokem ploini. How can you give this evidence? You were with us that day in such and such a place. You couldn't have seen the action. That's Adim Zerni. Now, in, in Mesech Psochim, another piece of information we need is on, on Dafyud Beis in Mesech Psochim. The Gemara talks about the difference between Rishot and Chakirot. Rishot and Chakirot are two levels of cross-examination that take place in a court of law. Rishot, we ask him about the event. Chakirot are the timing. What day was it? What week was it? What month was it? We ask him details about the timing. Ask the Gemara, What is the difference between these two categories of cross-examination. If somebody says, I'm not quite sure what day it was, it might have been Monday or Tuesday. It might have been the 16th or the 17th. Not quite sure. We can't accept the evidence. Why? Because that is evidence that you cannot be mezim. Because what will happen? A day Hazama will come, two other se- another set of witnesses will come. They'll say, ha, huh, on Tuesday, you were with us at the Kotel. Oh, they said, sorry, it must have been Wednesday. I told you, I wasn't sure if it was Tuesday or Wednesday. You're right, Tuesday, I was with you at the Kotel. The murder took place on Wednesday. So you can never, ca- you can never catch them. You can, you can never catch, catch them. If you, if you can't catch them out, their evidence is invalid. If you ha- don't stick your neck out in such a way that you could be proved wrong, it's invalid. That's the idea in the academic world of having peer-reviewed uh, papers. You read an article which just is posted on the internet, you don't know what. But when a person takes a position and is willing to put it out there to his peers, 
and have them critique it. That's a strong opinion. And, and that should be with all our opinions. I'm willing to stand by what I say. If it's a matter in halakha, I'm willing to stand by it. If it's a matter in ashkafa, I'm willing to stand by it. If it's an opinion, uh, if it's a principle, I'm willing to stand by it. Because if it's eidut shiyata yachol lazima, it doesn't work. Bidikot, the person says, I don't know. One of the details, uh, th- that doesn't nullify the, the evidence. But if a person says, I'm not sure on the timing, that nullifies the, the, the evidence. Because evidence is about, and, and clarity of evidence is when place and time intersect. It was such and such a place at such and such a time. If you're not sure of the place or you're not sure of the time, then, then, then you're not sure of anything. You've got to be able to intersect time and place so that Ede Hazamak could come along and say, you weren't there that time. Why is this so important? There's an important Rashi in Sanhedrin, particularly important for our sugya. It's sheyit A witness has to be afraid that another two witnesses might come and prove them False. That fear needs to be there. And it's in everything we do. You've got a fear that your peers might prove you wrong. If, you, if you've put forward an opinion which is not well-researched, which is not well-documented, you should worry. Somebody's going to catch you out uh, and, and put yourself out there to be caught out. Uh, that, that Then your opinion is valid. You're willing to stand by it. But if you cover it up, and I'm not quite sure, and I think, and it's my opinion, and maybe yes, and maybe no, it, you don't have to take cognizance of such an opinion. It's an opinion that even the author of the opinion is not sure enough about it to willing to take a stand. If the author isn't sure enough to take a stand, why should anybody else give it credibility? So that's the idea of Hasaman. Now we get into our Gemara and Dachid Zayin, where the Gemara says, Why is, does a get have to be date stamped? Date and time stamped. And the Gemara says, Rabbi Yochanan Bishum Bachator, Shlokish Bishum Perot, it's a Takanat Chazal, the, the rabbis instituted that a get has to be time and date stamped for various reasons which the Gemara goes into, which we won't touch on now. What I want to look at is the question asked by the Pnei Yoshua. Pnei Yoshua, a powerful, powerful Farish from the 18th century, again, that amazing time, the 18th century, first part of the 18th century. Uh, I've mentioned to you a long time ago the Pnei Yoshua was caught in the rubble of a collapsed building with no way out. And he made a promise to Hashem that if he can get out, he will write the Pnei Yeshua. And, and after he, immediately after he made the promise, things cleared up, he was able to get out, and he immediately sat down and he wrote the Pnei Yeshua. Um, apparently, having learned Shas 36 times before he attempted writing the, the Pnei Yeshua. That's somebody who's willing to stand by what they've said, to learn the whole of Shas 36 times. And not like Dafiomi style. He learned 36 times Be'iyun, properly, deeply. And then he wrote the Pnei Yeshua. And the Pnei Yeshua asked the following Kasha. This whole piece of Gomorrah that asks this question of why is a get time stand must be according to Rabbi Loza. You will remember Rabbi Loza and Rabbi Meir had a machlokes as to whether a get is an artifact or data. Data is about the past. An artifact can be about the future. One can paint a picture of the future. One can write a book about the future. The chatav laget, is that about the future? And that's what the witnesses are, are giving evidence to, that this is about the future. This woman is free to marry. Or is this about the past? Something happened. There was an event. A get was given. Two different ways, and we went into it quite deeply during the first few shirim on, on Gittin. Says the Pnei Yeshua, this can only go like... Um, like Rabbi Elazar, who says the Edim and the Get are not that important. The, the Edim and Sira are the ones that really count. 
The edim and the get are not that, that, that important. If there are no edim and the get, it's also okay. So then I understand the question of the Gomorrah. Why do you have to put a time and a date stamp on the get? But according to Rabbi Meir, who says the Edim signing on the get, they are the important ones. Those witnesses are giving evidence. You need a time and a date stamp on the get. Why? Because without time and date, you can't ever catch them out. So that's not valid witness. That's not valid evidence. So the sukkim must be all going like Rabbi Lazar. Um, and furthermore, he says that just using a get altogether, surely you've got to have a date and a time for, for the witnesses. The, the Noida Behuda, we're looking at two people ask the same question. The Pnei Yeshua, the Noida Behuda, was the Rav of Prague. The um, Noida Behuda also lived in the same period, a little bit later than the, the Pnei Yeshua, asked the same question. But he says, even according to Rabbi Elazar, there's a question. The fact is, because of Tikkun Olam, we, we use the evidence on the document. The Chachomim required, even though we use Edei Mesirah, the witnesses who are present when you hand over the get, but the signed witnesses are also important for the information in the get. And surely then you need date and time stamps so that it's Eidut Shatai Achol Azima. Answers the, uh, the, the Noide Bihuda. That, that, that the whole principle of, of Hazamah doesn't apply by a get. Because what's the point with Hazamah is to create this fear. What will happen? What is the fear? I'm giving evidence that A killed B. If I'm caught out lying, I get killed. That's quite serious. Uh, I'm giving evidence that this person gets Malchus. I get caught out, I get whipped in the basin. That's quite serious. But if I'm an aide on the get, what happens if I get caught out? I have to divorce my wife. No, there's, there's no consequence. If there's no consequence, there's no, there's no din hazama. The whole idea of hazama is stand by what you say because if you get caught out, you're in trouble. That's what accountability is. If a person's always got a way out, that's not accountability. If a person doesn't have a way out but there's no consequence, that's not accountability. Accountability is when a person knows I, I'm committing to do this job. If I don't do this job, I lose my job. I get it. That's accountability. And that's what we need with Eidus, and that's why we need Eidut Sha'ataya Azima. But by get, the whole principle of Azama, if we take the Rashi in, in Sanhedrin, what did we say the principle of Azama is? Uh, the, whole, the whole principle of, of Azama is creating that fear, that sense of accountability. That doesn't apply by Gitin. Once it doesn't apply by Gitin, you don't need it doesn't have to be evidence that can be disqualified, and therefore you, you and, and therefore you you don't need a date. If it weren't for the takanot kachanim, that's why the Gemara also. Why do you need a date? If you don't need azama, why do you need a date? That's how the Noida Yehuda learns this opening phrase of this piece of Gemara. Very important. The Pnei Yeshua deals with it a little bit a little bit differently, and he says. He learns that in the case of a get, a get is, is, is excluded from the other dinim of a shtar. A get, as, as we've said, is different from, and that's why it even has a different name. A get is not a regular shtar, not a regular document. It's a get. It has its own rules, its own principles, its own method. According to Rabbi Yelozer, it's 
something that talks about the future. It's what we call the artifact, for better of a better, lack of a better word. According to Rabbi Meir, it is a document, it is data, but still it operates differently. And in the case of Get, we don't have these dinim of Azama because of Xeris HaKatuv. And he says, for ordinarily, the whole principle of Azama doesn't apply. So what do you see? When the principle of accountability doesn't apply, you don't need all these specific laws of it must be time-stamped, it must be dated, it must be evidence that you can be mezim. If the principle of azamah doesn't apply, that even if somebody came and they were mezim, they disqualified the aid, there would be no consequence, then there's no fear. If there's no fear, the whole thing doesn't work and the role of the aidim is different and um, and therefore the role of, of the get is different. According to Reb Chaim Soloveitchik, we learned that also in the beginning of the Masechta, uh, in the case of a get and a shtar altogether, it's not that the, witness, the, the signed witnesses are as if they're giving evidence. You're not allowed to give evidence in writing. You've got to give evidence orally. So that's not what a shtar is. A shtar is a new invention that the Chachamim made to facilitate trade, as we learned the other day, in terms of, of debt trading. The idea of a shtar, of a document, is also a, a, an instrument by which to facilitate efficient trading in markets. It's a shtar that works its own way. And, and we see here, too, that the way the, the laws that govern the witnesses in terms of laws of evidence aren't there. There are different laws. The witnesses that sign on the document are governed by different laws than the laws of evidence because this is a, this is a shtar. But important what we, what we learn from here is this whole idea of that when you want, if you want maximum credibility, make sure that you stick your neck out and you say something you're willing to stand by, you understand there's a risk of being caught out lying or not doing your research properly. You understand that if you are caught out in that way, there's consequence for it. And nevertheless, you're willing to say it. That's a statement. That's an opinion that carries weight. And that's an opinion that one should read carefully, study carefully, learn carefully, and if necessary, adopt.